Now, winning the Bledisloe would appear as though one of the toughest challenges in sport for Australia right now. It's been more than 20 years, but certainly a limp performance at the weekend at the MCG. Sean Maloney, Stan Sport, Channel 9 rugby commentator, is with us to reflect on it. Hello, Sean. Good morning, man. I'm just uh, coming to you from the Qantas Lounge my back. Excuse me, out the Melbourne. I had to take a day of R&R on the other side of uh, another loss. 21 years and counting going down to the All Blacks. And uh, it was a tough one. They never, they're never easy to watch and never easy to call when our boys go down. No, but it is a familiar feeling for our Wallabies. The, uh, the disappointing thing is that this is a World Cup year, Sean, and we knew it was going to be a tough task. Eddie Jones back at the helm, but there, has there been enough to like so far ahead of a World Cup that maybe it will turn? Well, there were there were some really good moments in that game the other night, some really, really good moments. Obviously, the opening try scored for Australia by Rob Balatini. The lead-up to that was excellent, as good as they've played under... Uh, the new boss, uh, and there was hugely encouraging signs on the other side of half-time when they had an opportunity. They had so many chances, so many chances to get themselves back in the contest down by 12 and set up camp inside the All Blacks 22, but just could not execute. So um, maybe a little bit more polish, maybe some gloss, maybe that goes uh, a different way for longer in the match, not for a minute suggesting that they would have won it, but at least it would have pushed the game a lot longer in terms of the outcome, the result, if they could have converted some of those chances early in that second half. Sean, that seems to be the frustration, but that it, it's the basics that they don't do, or they're, they're letting themselves down. I mean, again, there's penalties, a couple of a yellow card in each, each um, half, and, and the kicking with Gordon, and the, the little things like that must be frustrating for guys like yourself. Yeah, well, that, that was a key one. That moment where Carter Gordon in his first run-on test for the Wolfies um, mishit his free start up the Kiwis for that second try. So, um, and that, that just welcomed them straight back in. And then they, I mean, they don't need to be asked twice. They're absolutely hammered us on the other side of it. So, um, it, it is. It's just little things, but little things can be corrected easily, which is what gives me some hope that maybe they can put together a... A fuller performance this coming weekend over in New Zealand, and then uh, basically they're off to France. Sean, uh, injuries on the night as well, unfortunately, and another defeat. The uh, the Bledisloe slipped through our fingers for another year. Uh, bitterly disappointing, isn't it? In uh, in a, a series that means so much to the Australian people, it's been one way traffic for two decades now. Yeah, that the, the injury in particular was awful for Alan Alatoa, our tight head pop, who was. Captain on the night in the absence of uh, James Slipper from starting the starting team and Michael Hooper as well. So that was a that was a really tough one to He's much loved his uh, big Al, so he's done for the season. I mean, absolute heartbreak for him being in World Cup year. Uh, and then yeah, I, I mean, as you say, like it's oh, like I was trying to I was trying to search the internet to find you know just two team contests in world sport that. You know, had the same level of, I don't know, gravitas and meaning. Um, then, then on the other side of that, which of those two teams are going to run for that period of time? Like, could you imagine if either New South Wales or Queensland lost to Origin for 21 years straight? Like, there'd be a Royal Commission somewhere around that. So, uh, it's, it ain't great. 
It might be a hard question, but what were the positives that you take out of this? Any? Well, there were. There were there were some really good performances from a bunch of the guys. Uh, Rob Valentini played really well. Angus Bell was enormous for the Wallabies. He was so good. Um, there were a few other guys in there that had a crack. It was, and, and that they were able to put themselves in a position to score points. So they were able to ask questions in that first quarter, sort of up to that 30-minute mark. They're, they're my positive. So, um, yes, we... I mean, there was such a sense of inevitability about it with us not scoring those points when we had the chance and then the All Blacks scoring at the other end. Like, you just knew in Coventry, you just got that feeling that that's what was going to play out. It was almost it was almost a certainty around it. So, you take that away... Look at those other positives, and just maybe, maybe they can push the uh, push the issue a bit further this weekend over in NZ. Sean, you, your observation of of the game plan. I mean, again, you're the expert about this. It, is it? You know, are you aware of it? Is it just that they're not executing well? Is it? Is it a game plan that can be successful if they actually get their heads around it? Yeah, I think they're starting to work out what that looks like. They're starting to get a clearer picture on that. So I think we touched on this. After lost to Argentina, where in the South African game they were kind of all over the place. There was just you know kick the territory, but not do it well, and it just was a bit of a mess. Argentina, despite some of the basic mistakes made, there was still there was still some structure, but in a different way rather, where it was them trying to use the ball a little bit more. And then again the other night, it looked like they were on that same path of trying to use the ball just a little bit more. So um, I'm, I mean. I might be deluded, but I'm still... I'm not throwing the toys out yet. I'm certainly not ripping up the ticket to France because if they can continue to build on some of those little good bits and pieces from the weekend gone this weekend, then who knows? Eddie Jones, such a revered figure in Australian rugby, maybe even world rugby, but he's done it with a few different nations now. How's he been received since he returned as Wallabies coach over these first three games, Sean? I don't think anyone's really, um, no one's really got Eddie in the crosshairs, nor should they, because he's taken a squad that he's had nothing to do with previously, and he's trying to mould them into world champions in a shortened run-up. Like, no one, no one's taking issue with uh, Eddie, as far as I can see, from, a, from an Aussie rugby public side of things. Like, part of the reason there were so many people there at the MCG, 84,000 the other night, the biggest crowd we've had in Australia in 20 years for a, for a test match, um, is because of him, because he's driving the headlines, because he ignites passion uh, on both sides of the ledger. Like, obviously, the Kiwis were there the other night to see Eddie lose, and Wallabies were in behind some of the chat that he was throwing around. So he's, he's fine. There's, there's no... There's no questions being asked of him, nor should there be from uh, from an Aussie rugby public side of things. Uh, what do you get up to on your day off, Sean? You don't get too many of those I, in this business. Where would you go no, yesterday in Melbourne? I, I jumped in the car and went up to uh, the Yarra Valley. Have you guys been up there before? It is unbelievable. I the Yarra Valley, the, oh, my God, it's, it's awesome. Like some of the wines up there, did a couple of wine tastings and... Um, Caught up with the Wallaby great Tim Horan for lunch. Like Yarra Valley is exceptional. The wines up there, the Pinots, oh, incredible. 
Wayne is writing that down right now. He doesn't mind a good oh, I've wine. I've been up there. No, I have, have been, been there before. There? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's very yeah nice. I'll text you guys through some of the uh, some of the Pinot recommendations from that pocket because they are phenomenal. So, yeah, we've um, so back to back to the city today, and then we've got a show Thursday. Jump on a plane Friday for Dunedin. Dunedin is literally the other side of the world; like it's so far away. <laughs> so uh, we'll be over there, and it's an early kickoff. So it'll be a. Um, Jeez, it's going to be an early kickoff your guys' time on Saturday because they've got uh, they've got to fit in, in and around the FIFA stuff. So it's two thirty p.m. New Zealand kickoff, which would make it what like ten a.m. your time? Yeah, well, five hours. Morning. I think we are normally. I think it's five hours. Morning bled is low. How good? Mm. Yes, mm. nice and early in the morning. We'll hear oh, your dulcet man, tones be behind awesome. the mic. Hopefully, we yeah. can take our best rugby yeah. over to New Zealand, Sean. Yeah, let's just hope that they can get close to over there and, and, as I said, just put some of those little bits and pieces together more consistently that they showed the other night that were good. And then, uh, we, I mean, it'd be, one of, it'd be one of the all-time upsets, truly. Like, if the Wallabies can win this weekend over in NZ, it'd be one of the greatest Wallaby upset victories of all time, no doubt about it. Let's hope that's the case. When we chat to you next, Sean, thanks very much for chatting to us. Okay, okay boys. See you, boys. Sean Maloney with us this morning here on Sports Breakfast. Stan Rugby, Channel 9 Rugby commentator. Big crowd at the MCG. We know that Melbournians love their sport. 83,944. Most of them went home disappointed because Australia lost 38-7 to at the hands of the, uh, the All Blacks. They've lost their first three tests back under Eddie Jones.